Before we begin this week's podcast, it's been quite a tragic week for the piping scene here in the island of Ireland. I have to pay tribute to some who have sadly suddenly passed away this past week. I have to mention Billy Doherty, previous pike piper with the Brady Ulster Scots Pipe Band. I also pay tribute to Tony Murphy from the Irish Pipe Band Association. He was a chief steward and member of Arklow Pipe Band. I also pay tribute to a good personal friend of mine, Johnny Evans. Their losses will be felt deeply by all of their friends, their family and their bandsmates. All of these people contributed so much to the piping scene on the island of Ireland and around the world that will be very sorely missed. So it would be remiss of me if I didn't mention them at the start of this week's podcast and I dedicate this week's episode to Billy Doherty, Tony Murphy and Johnny Evans. The Big Rab Show podcast is kindly sponsored by G1 Reads. They are the champion's choice, with many bands around the world playing G1 products, including two-time world champions in Vararian District. So check out G1Reads.com as they keep the lights on here on the Big Rab Show podcast. Hello there, yes indeed, welcome to another episode of the Big Rab Show podcast and yes, a little bit of a different introduction this week because it has been such a difficult week for folks here in the island of Ireland, north and south of the border, it's been a difficult time so yeah, I wanted to give a very brief tribute at the very beginning of this episode and dedicate it to them our thoughts are with their friends and family at this tragic time uh, loss is never an easy thing and yeah our thoughts and feelings go out to all of them at this sad time and just to know that all of us here in the Big Rab Show team were thinking of you indeed well if this is your first ever Big Rab Show podcast then you are welcome we are the show for the bagpiping folk we reflect everything in the bagpiping world be it Celtic music folk music or indeed our bread and butter which is competitive piping and drumming each and every week we talk about our love of the great Highland bagpipe and its people. Yes. So, yes, don't forget to check out our back catalogue. We have quite a huge one at this point. Well over 250 plus episodes, so there's bound to be something in there that everyone can enjoy. Yeah, and uh, probably criticise. <clears throat> we'll get to that. But, um, yes, of course, don't forget you can always email us in. Our email address is bigrabshow at gmail.com. That address again, bigrabshow at gmail.com is where you can send us in. Now, don't forget, like every other podcast out there, we do have a Patreon. Yes, where you can go and click support and be part of the Patreon faithful. Now, the Patreon faithful have been getting uh, kind of spoiled this last while. There's been a real raft of content over there for our Patreon folks that is pretty exclusive for Patreon folks. So, um, yeah, do consider being part of the Patreon faithful because you'll get a lot of early looks and exclusives and stuff back there that uh, never see the light of day anywhere else. Uh, so none more so than our Fuse FM Balamoney catch-up, which happens every week. So you get a two-hour live radio show that you can download and put it in your pocket and take it with you completely free. Indeed, and we love doing that for our Patreon folks. So there you go. Go and check that out if you do want to help support the show and get your hands on tons of extra stuff. There you are. Alrighty. 
Now, with each and every podcast, we do open the doors to our listener mail. And uh, yes, this week we actually have a little bit of listener mail that we didn't actually feature in a previous episode, and we should have done. Uh, Yeah, this was about the stick on the ice reference. Now, I, I did mention this in a previous podcast, and I did think... Is it a Canadian thing? Keep a stick on the ice, which is like a, a nice ice hockey reference, I suppose. I don't, I'm not a sports guy. I don't really know. Uh, but this one came in from Keith, uh, Keith Alexandrovich. Hello, Keith. How you doing, man? He says, hi, Rab. Love the show. Love all the work that you guys do to make the show possible each and every week. Thank you so much. He said, just wanted to reference back to a couple of shows ago when you were asking where the phrase keep your stick on the ice came from. It comes from the iconic Canadian TV show called Red Green. Okay, I've never heard of it. And that's what he would always sign off with at the end of his shows. Yeah, keep your keep your stick on the ice. Okay, fair enough. Uh, super important Canadian history that every uh, that every Canadian child should be learning in high school these days. Okay. Anyway, love the show. Keep up the good work and hope to see you out on the field either on your side of the pod or mine. There you are. So that's from Keith Alexandrovich. In sunny Canada. Yeah, thank you, Keith, for explaining that. And, uh, yeah, I didn't get the reference at all. And apologies. Sometimes things like this do get lost in translation. So, yeah, apologies, folks. <laughs> but there you go. Uh, yes, if there is anything else that I did manage to get wrong, we do have that section on the show. Stuff that Rob got wrong. Yeah, which is a favourite of a lot of people. Uh, but, yes, do email us in if there's stuff that Rab got wrong. BigRabShowGmail.com is the address, and that's where you can send it. Indeed. Alrighty, well, at this point in the show, yeah, you guessed it. It's time for Word of the Week. It's time for Word of the Week here on the Big Rapture Podcast. Criticism. Ah, yes. This week's word of the week is criticism. Now, this could be of both a positive nature and of a negative nature. There is a difference between good criticism and bad criticism. Now, what brought this to light was something that we posted to our social media just today, actually. Now, this is not the first time that we've been made aware of this person, but it's the first time that we've posted it on our social media just to get your opinion. And yeah, the criticism that came this guy's direction was, it was brutal. Now, you guys might think I'm being totally cryptic at this point, and okay, let's let the cat out of the bag. This was a track by a guy who calls himself Thy Minstrel on YouTube. Now, he's featured on another podcast, of course, he's been on the Chandler Rant pod, and uh, they've talked all about this dude, where he seems to meld the worlds of symphonic metal... Uh, and bagpipes, and to varying different degrees of success, I suppose. And that, uh, yeah, the level of criticism that's been flung his direction has been brutal. So I'll play you a little bit of it. Not an awful lot of it because uh, you'll hear why in a wee second, but here's a tiny little clip of it.
yeah. And and the track goes on for almost two and a half minutes. And uh, yeah, do you know I I am honestly I'm on the fence with this one. The the criticism that came his way, of course, was all about this tuning, his blowing, his technique, and all of the, you know, kind of the elitists of the piping scene decided to lambast him in some way. But others were trying to say, well, look, this guy is. You know, he's putting this stuff out there on the internet. He's obviously is really happy with it. He records it all himself. All those instruments you heard are him. Uh, so that's quite impressive in itself. And the amount of effort it would take to record such a thing wouldn't be easy. And so serious amount of work goes into these tracks. But as you can hear, it does have its own piping issues. And um, yeah, the criticism that has been levied at this fella... I don't know, some of it is warranted, some of it's just outright brutal. But I do know that there's some people out there who are now actively trying to help him, you know, and trying to, you know, look at his maintenance and stuff. Maybe your pipes are leaking or something, they're not airtight, and, you know, you're having issues with your reed there. And, you know, people are now actively trying to help him with their criticism rather than just cutting him off the knees and saying, you're terrible. Uh, So... Yeah, that's this week's Word of the Week, criticism. Ourselves in the Big Rab Show are no stranger to criticism, however, we do get quite a lot of it on our Big Rab Show, uh, both on our social media and on our podcast, believe it or not. We do get we do get a hitter mail, and that does surprise people, but yeah, we do get a lot of complaints, and you know, some of it's warranted, some of it isn't, I, I think, in my opinion, but... Hey, we do what we can to keep the wheel turning, and yeah, we will be having a future episode of Hater Mail. Yeah, that will be returning, and we'll be delving into the world of criticism that we face here. So, yeah, have to give a shout-out to Thy Minstrel. If you do want to uh, check him out on YouTube, then do so at your own risk. That's all I'm going to say. Uh, But yeah, I only played you a little tiny snippet of it there. Like I said, that track is nearly two and a bit minutes long. And there's quite a number of other ones as well, but he's tackled tunes such as the Green Hills, things like that. So, yeah, he has quite a wealth of recordings up there now uh, with him playing all of the instruments, mixing the world of metal and bagpipes to varying different degrees of success. And you can draw your own conclusions. Where's my thing? Draw your own conclusions. There you go. Yeah, do so at your own risk, but uh, yeah. (laughs) I guess once you put stuff up like that on the internet, then you open yourself out for criticism, don't you? Yeah, there you go. Anyway, that's this week's Word of the Week. Now, you guessed it, at this point in the show then, after Word of the Week, yeah, we fly straight into possibly one of our favourite ones, our favourite section of the show, I suppose. Yeah, it's time for Weekly Drone. The Weekly Drone. Twenty twenty two. You keep talking about how exciting 2022 will be, but do you really think it will be anything near what 2019 was? I've heard of loads of pipers and drummers who have given up over the pandemic and have not returned to their bands. Word is that a lot of bands will struggle to even field a band, never mind be competitive. We haven't been able to compete in two years. But you're talking like it will be business as usual once they open the gates. I don't think it will be all sunshine and roses. The piping scene will need years, if not decades, to recover. And I just don't think things will be as exciting as you say they will be. 
the weekly drone. Oh dear, oh dear, weekly droner. Oh no, 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 no. Oh wow, I think we've annoyed someone there. Yeah, well, I guess ourselves here in the Big Rab Show, like I said, we are open to criticism sometimes, and this is definitely a criticism of ourselves that we are being too overly positive about 2022. Now, I guess ourselves in the Big Rab Show, what we're trying to do here is instill, I don't know, a feeling of excitement, I suppose. I don't know about you guys, but I am genuinely excited to get back on the grass again for 2022, regardless of what shape that will be. I'm under no illusion that bands will not be fully up to speed and back to the same standard they were pre-pandemic. I've never said that it was, and if anything... I think everyone would be in agreement there that after two years of not being able to compete, that some bands may well lose their edge. And yeah, we will be in a period of rebuilding here. But just to be able to hear the music itself in any of its forms, live and in person, after two years of having nothing, now that is special. And that's what we're focusing on. We're not expecting absolute pristine, perfect performances We're just looking forward to performances. Now, you did mention there about a number of people who are giving up and not lifting their instrument again and that some bands are struggling to find players and hit the grass. Well, yeah, we've been hearing that too. It is quite universal. And we're aware of quite a number of musicians out there who are just walking away from the scene. And I guess that's where ourselves in the Big Rab Show, we're going to try and do what we can to try and shine a light on it and tell people, hey, you may well have walked away, but... um, Look at what's happening over here. This is kind of cool, and you used to really love this. So uh, why not lift that them set of pipes and have a wee tune with us again? You know, I do know myself that uh, quite a number of my own personal friends have, you know, stopped playing and took up other sports such as MMA and uh, golf and, I don't know, other stuff. And, uh, yeah, if anything, this past few weeks they've been contacting me saying, Hey, Rab, see that matchmaking thing that you did? Uh, is there any bands looking for drummers or any bands looking for pipers? And yes, I was quite happy to lift the phone and say, hey, I've got a drummer for you. I've got a piper. Mike, look at your road. So I, I am aware that some people are finding the music again, you know. And I guess that's our job here on The Big Rab Show. We are doing what we can to keep that wheel turning. You know, keep the community connected. Even if the community is shrinking, we are doing what we can to try and promote our piping scene as best as possible and to try and hopefully coax some people back onto the grass again. So that's why I say it now with every show. Please do share our show with your mates. Tell them about our wee show and what we're doing over here. Because the more people that listen to it, perhaps they might get the bug again. I think, you know, I used to really enjoy playing and I think I might have a go again, you know. That's the hope. Where our hope is to try and get as many gully brogues back on the grass again as possible and more people playing the music. That's what it's all about. So, yes, I know we do open the door for criticism. Sometimes we can be overly positive about the incoming year, but I do believe that's our job here in the Rab Show. I'm excited about it. I want you guys to be excited excited about it too. It's going to be quite a huge year. No matter what way you look at it, trying to rebuild a piping scene After two years of a global pandemic, I don't know if it's ever been done before in our lifetime. So, hey, it's going to be an interesting period of time. And I hope you guys can continue to join us on the Rab Show podcast. And, yeah, we hope you can join us out on the grass as well. So, with that all in mind, 
yeah, Weekly Drone and everything. If you do want to contact the show, then please do. Our website is BigRabShow.com, TheBigRabShow.com forward slash Weekly Drone. There's a little button at the very top of the page there where you can submit your own. And like I said, it's completely anonymous and you can let us have it with both barrels. Like that weekly droner did. So whoever you are, um, I hope we haven't annoyed you too much and that you're managing to continue to listen to the show. Yeah, indeed. Alrighty, let's get into the news, shall we? Or before we do, actually, I'm going to give a little mention, actually, to a couple of podcasts that I managed to feature on myself, personally. Um, I was invited on to appear on the Droning On podcast with Jim. Now, if you didn't manage to have a listen to the Droning On pod yet... And where have you been? It's quite a cool podcast. I'm a huge fan of it, actually. Uh, where long-form conversations are the name of the game. And, uh, yeah, it's absolutely brilliant. So I get invited on to the Droning On podcast, and we have quite a cool conversation. We talk everything from music to my relationship with my missus, uh, my kids, and cheese, of all things. So, yeah, it's quite an interesting chat i think we'll go down quite a lot of different paths so go and check that out yeah go and have a look and a listen to the droning on podcast also locally here in northern ireland i'm a bit of a fan of a podcast called talking smith now i was very careful with how i said that s-m-i-t yeah don't censor me uh so yeah it was on there (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the Talking Smith podcast, and that was a lot of fun with the local comedian there, of course. And yeah, I'm not going to plug it any further, but just suffice to say that you guys go and have a listen to it. It's quite awesome. Uh, about an hour long conversation explaining about what the Rab Show is and what we do. Uh, the Talking Smith podcast. There you are. Go and have a listen to that. So, yes, I've been a busy boy interviewing all over the place this last while. It's a bit weird being interviewed instead of being the interviewer, if that makes any sense. Uh, but uh, yeah, normal service has been resumed and this week's topic of the week uh, we've got quite an awesome interview to bring you <laughs> so we'll get into that but yeah, just go and check out the Droning On podcast and also Talking Smith it's uh, yeah, both entertaining conversations there I really enjoyed appearing on both their shows and thank you so much guys for having me on thank you alrighty Let's get into the actual news then, shall we? Now, I do want to give you a little bit of a reminder, of course, about the Klaus Kelt concert that's happening next year. Again, people have been asking me about details about this and where you can get your tickets and stuff. So, yes, again, I just wanted to pay a big reminder. The 26th of March in the Marketplace Theatre in Armagh, Klaus Kelt 2022. It's a very simple title, but what hopes to be is an absolutely blistering concert i'm really looking forward to this of course the guys themselves klaus kelt will be on stage which will be an absolutely brilliant opportunity to hear the band ahead of them hitting the grade one circle for the first time that incoming year i'm really really looking forward to that so also we all we have matt boyd memorial and uh, we also have Grancha, and we have some drum majors dis- putting on a bit of a display as well. And we also have some Highland dancers as well, not to forget those. So yes, this will be Marketplace Theatre in Armagh, and it's ticket holder only, so please do go and grab tickets for it. You can get it from the Marketplace Theatre box office now, and that's on the 26th of March. There you are, you've been told. Alrighty, uh, I have to give a mention this week to Kukubrick Pipe Band. I mean, always really fun saying that name. Kukubrick and District Pipe Band are holding a bit of a fundraiser. They're holding a bingo night. Yay, bingo! 
Anything. This will be a Christmas bingo night, I think, by all accounts. It'll be held on Wednesday, the 1st of December, in the Band Hall in Dar Road in Kukubrick Town itself. There you are. Now, doors open at half seven, and, uh, yeah, they ask you to bring your own cup. There you are. So I don't know if they have libations on offer, but uh, I'm only guessing that that's the case. Uh, but, yeah, they're holding a bit of a bingo night, and all funds on the night will be, yeah, to raise funds for the band. So, yeah, bring your own cup. I haven't seen that before, actually, for a fundraiser. There you go. But interesting one. So shout out to Cuckoo Brickton District. I'm looking forward to that night, actually. So hoping to see some photos from that. Have fun, guys. All right. Now, I know I've already mentioned it like a billion times, so I'll only briefly mention it here now. Uh, but, yes, the Kids With Cancer charity event is Back again next year. It's going to be opening the doors on the 26th of February. Yeah, so... Or did I even need to go over the lineup and stuff? Of course, we had Gary Smith on previously, and he was telling us about this event and just how awesome it's going to be. And yeah, tickets are 20 quid, which honestly are cheap at twice the price. Uh, so yeah, the full lineup and stuff has been announced. We've shared it all out there on the Rabso social media. No doubt we'll talk more about it as the event gets closer. But again, just a date for your calendar, 26th, 26th of February, just about talk. 26th of February, get that into your calendar at the Royal Hotel in Cookstown. And uh, yeah, that's going to be one blistering night of fundraising. I'm really looking forward to that for sure. Anyway. Alrighty, I always love to introduce you guys to new music, and this past week we've had some brand new music. November the 19th seen uh, quite a bit of a shock release. I don't know if anyone was aware of this, but the Owl Blind Dugs released a brand new album called Knucklehead Circus. Now this completely came out of the blue, and... uh, Wow, it blew my socks off. Now, I'm a, I'm a huge fan of Ali Hutton and Ross Ainsley. You guys know that. And Ali Hutton, of course, is the bagpiper and whistle player with the Owl Blind Dugs. And if you haven't heard this latest album, Knucklehead Circus, oh my God. So, if anything, I'll maybe play a little clip from it here. So, here's a little clip from Knucklehead Circus. This album is fantastic. If you haven't checked out the old old Blind Dogs, then please do. You're doing yourself a disservice. Like I said, I always love introducing folk to new music. And if you haven't listened to the old Blind Dogs, wow. And their new album, Knucklehead Circus, definitely gets the Big Rab Show seal of approval. There you go. I've said it. I've said it. I've slapped the table. It's official. The Owl Blind Dogs and Knucklehead Circus. What an amazing album, and uh, just completely out of the blue, just surprised us all with that one. So go along to their website, oldblinddogs.co.uk, and have a listen to it, and you can I think you can stream it and everything, but yeah, pick up a copy, go and buy it, you know, and then you can download it and listen to it anytime you want. So there you are. Shout out to the Old Blind Dogs, and brand new album, definitely worth picking up for sure. There you are. 
Alrighty. Now, I have to give a mention to the National Piping Centre who are going to be throwing a bit of a, a launch concert for their new Piping Times annual. Now, the fundraiser, of course, we followed this story as they had a bit of a crowdfunder and everything to try and fund this project where they were going to digitise and save everything, you know, from previous releases of the Piping Times. And all of that was incredibly successful. But now they're going to be launching a brand new Piping Times annual, which will be, like I say, an annual publication. And uh, they're celebrating this with a huge online concert. Now, for full information about this, including tickets and stuff, and where you can actually go and tune into this, you can go to thepipingcentre.co.uk forward slash live stream. Now... On the actual night of it, they will have performances from the Field Marsh of Montgomery, Jarlath Henderson. I think Bradley Parker will be there with his band as well. And uh, I think Harbour Road. So, yeah, seriously, folks, this is going to be one heck of an event not to miss. And I think it, the tickets are 10 quid. I think so. Yeah, 10 quid. So they're nothing, really. So this is all being held on Friday the 26th. And, uh, <clears throat> yeah. You're, you're not going to want to miss this, all right? So take it from me, this is going to be a real blistering night. So for those of you interested in picking up a copy of Piping Times, uh, you, you can actually go and pre-order it now through the National Piping Centre's website and hopefully you'll get it on the day of release. I'm not entirely sure if that'll happen, but I think you can do go and pre-order it now. So there you go. Uh, so yeah, this big live event is happening this Friday. Definitely worth checking out for sure. There you are. Shout out to the National Piping Centre. I am very much looking forward to that on Friday. Yeah, there you are. Okay, I have to give a mention then to Hawthorne Pipe Band. Hawthorne! Yeah, you guys know I'm a huge fan of Hawthorne Pipe Band. And they put out a little bit of an announcement about their brand new tartan. Did you guys see this? Ooh, they're looking sexy. Yeah, the band themselves... (laughs) I know someone's going to clip that. Um, (laughs) Yeah, the band themselves published a new photograph of them on all their brand new kilts on, which is the RJK Sample Tartan. And it looks beautiful. So after 74 years, of course, of membership from Bob Sample, the band wanted to remember him in a lasting way. And this new tartan was their way of, uh, yeah, memorialising him. So what a fantastic gesture by the band and yeah the kilts look sharp guys they look really really cool so if you are interested go and have a look check out hawthorne's brand new kilts they look pretty sharp not gonna lie and uh yeah that's a really cool tartan i dare say there'll be more people pick that up actually just not not just the guys at hawthorne so shout out to hawthorne pipe band and their brand new rjk sample tartan kilts they look class well done guys Alrighty. Now, I do have to give a mention to the Cleland Memorial, who were involved in a lights switch-on in Bangor Town. Uh, shout out to the Cleland. Uh, yeah, but I am aware that there's also an, a number of bands out there who are going to be doing similar things. And if you are going to be involved in, you know, like Christmas lights switch-ons or Santa parades and stuff like that, then please do send us in your Rab Show selfies. We'd love to see you out with your bandmates playing a few tunes in the freezing cold, mind you, but uh, yeah, you know, the holidays is around the corner. So. <laughs> so yeah, if you are out with your band at various different functions and stuff, like, you know, town light switch-ons and stuff, then yeah, consider sending it in. And uh, yeah, we'll definitely love to feature that on our social media. Yeah. 
Okay, now we are aware of a few bands who are looking for members. And the first one is the African Sky Pipe Band. Yes, they're looking for a bass drummer, actually, for their premiere band. So if you do fancy lifting the, the bass mallets and having a go with the African Sky Pipe Band, then now's your opportunity. So they say that you can contact them via social media, of course, the African Sky Pipe Band, or you can message them uh, through email. I think it's rory at africansky.co.uk. Zaz, eh? There you are. So, yeah, does anyone want to play bass drum with African Sky? Yeah. Now, I know I was mentioning about the National Piping Centre. Uh, just another story from the National Piping Centre, actually, just to remind you, is that the annual junior piping competition, the entries for which are filling up very fast. Now, this will be an in-person event on the 19th of February. And uh, for more information, of course, go to the National Piping Centre now. Uh, I think the deadline for entries is fast approaching. And like I said, uh, spots are filling up pretty quick as well. So if you do want to take part in that junior competition next year, then please do go national pipe and center uh website now and get yourself signed up to avoid disappointment yeah all right another band who's in recruitment mode is uddingston strathclyde who are looking to recruit a tenor drummer now this will be for their grade four uh band and if you are interested and you want more information you can contact the band on their social media or you can contact their pipe major as well and his contact details again are up there on the uddingston strathclyde uh, social media so if you do want to go and join the, the ranks of those guys then why not <laughs> there you go the opportunity's there now i have to mention a big shout out to pipe bands in queensland go on pipe bands in queensland yeah because they published recently their champion of champions tables for the year now not only am I severely jealous that you were able to have competitions in the first place, but now you're kind of rubbing salt in the wound by saying, ha, here you go, here's our champion of champions tables. <laughs> I'm joking, I'm joking. But no, honestly, uh, congratulations to everyone who managed to pick up the uh, champion of champions title. I have to say, uh, Brisbane Boys College uh, managed to lift the juvenile, the 4B, and 4A as well. So, yeah, wow. <laughs> Quite impressive, guys. So, well done there to Brisbane Boys College. And uh, the old Collegians Pipe Band and their number one and number two bands all picking up. Uh, yeah, Champion of Champions title. But also, a shout out to Marumba Pipes and Drums, lifting grade three. Well done, guys. And to Emmanuel College Highlanders at the University of Queensland, picking up the grade two title there. So, not bad. So, for more information, of course, go and check out Pipe Bands Queensland. And the tables and everything that are published, you can go and check that out. So, yeah. Shout out to those guys and all you champion of champions. Uh, I hope to be reading out champion of champions here in the UK pretty soon. Uh, I don't know. This time next year. This time next year. <laughs> anyway, I have to give a mention this week to Simon Grant and to Preston Lodge High School, who published a bit of an interesting video that had some debate about it online. Now, the video I'm talking about was Simon teaching everyone how to wear your uniform. Now, this sparked all sorts of debate uh, between pipers, drummers, and even some drum majors who were passing comment and stuff saying you're doing it wrong, or, no, it's right, that's right, that's correct, and yes, you're looking well, and I wouldn't do it that way. Um, For what? Yeah, I would urge you to go and draw your own conclusions. (laughs) Yeah, go and have a watch at that video. It's really quite interesting. And if anything... That's a possible topic of the week right there. We know that there's a million different ways that you can lace up your brogues and wear your socks and flashes and even ways to wear your kilt and sparn. And there's like a million different ways that I've seen it done. Some people swear that theirs is the right way and others is wrong and vice versa. So 
quite an interesting debate to be had there. And do you know the people I would talk to when it comes to Highland dress? And I'm not joking here. I know people are going to laugh at me when I say this. But whenever I'm putting on a uniform, I would ask a drum major for advice. (laughs) I know people are laughing right now. But yeah, I know. I would go and speak to a drum major and I would say, Hi, can you check those socks for me? Are they straight? Is my flashes right? You know, I might have a list my brogues correctly. Because those guys in drum major and they know a thing or two about dress, you know, because they have to do it competitively. So that's my advice. If you want some advice on Highland dress, go and have a watch of that video, definitely. But also go and talk to your local drum major who would know the crack. Uh, but yeah, seriously, it's quite a good video, but some good sound advice in there. So shout out to Simon Grant and the guys at Preston Lodge High School. Quite a useful video there for sure. Indeed. Now, I have to give a mention this week to Tartan Tunes. Yeah, shout out to Peter and Davey, who are continuing to churn out the goodness over there on their own show. It's happened so, so good this last while. Uh, yeah, just last week, they had a quite an incredible interview with Chris Armstrong. Wow. If you haven't had a chance to listen to that yet, go now. Tartan Tunes on social media and their conversation with pipe major Chris Armstrong. It was fantastic. And this week, actually, they have an interview coming up with pipe major Emmett Conway, of course, from Shots. So that's going to be all sorts of interesting there. So shout out to Emmett. Looking forward to this weekend's show, mate, on Tartan Tunes. And if you haven't checked Tartan Tunes out yet, by the way, you really are missing the trick. So do yourself a favour. Go and have a listen or a watch because they're a video show. You know, you can watch it like a tele program so fantastic stuff go and check that out shout out to tartan tunes really looking forward to this upcoming weekend's interview with emmett conway indeed Alrighty, moving on to our next little news story. Um, I have to give a shout out this week to lonestarpiper.com lonestarpiper.com is actually he's taken his hands to blogging yeah this past while lone star piper have been publishing various little blogs and stuff on their website and it's been really fascinating so yeah for folks who want to have a little bit of blogging in their life then uh why not be kept up to date with some of the piping news and stuff through lonestarpiper.com there you are ticking their hands to being journalists i suppose in the piping scene and the more the better you know i think it's a fantastic idea and shout out to the guys at lone star piper Go on, Lone Star! And Jeremy and co. Doing fantastic work over there at Lone Star Piper. So, yeah, go and check out the website on their brand new blog section. Indeed. Yeah. Alrighty. I have to give a big mention this week to Mark McLennan. McLen- yeah, Mark McLennan. It's just stuff I get wrong. Stuff the drop got wrong. Apologies, Mark, if I pronounce your name wrong. Uh, but, yeah, shout out to Mark McLennan, who managed to pick up the 2021 Sheriff. Yeah, it's not bad at all. He managed to lift the MSR and the 6-8 March as well, so not a bad result. I think he lifted it overall, of course, by lifting those two first places. Second was Stuart Marshall, and third was Callum Bevan. And, uh, yeah, for more information, of course, you can go and check it out in bagpipe.news when they have actually published some of those performances there. And, uh, yeah, you can oh, you can spend forever just watching back at some of them. So, yeah, shout out to the guys at Ontario Piping. And uh, George Sheriff, my competition was just an absolute roaring success. And I have to give a shout to Bob Worrell. And to everyone involved there at the Sheriff competition, it was a roaring success. And well done to Mark for lifting that title overall. Well, well done. If anything, it's just good to see competitive piping again, you know. (laughs) So definitely go and consider having a watch at that. Now, 
I have to give a mention this week to our good friends there at the Piper's Dojo. Yes, now you guys know, of course, we have our ongoing promotion with the Piper's Dojo. If you do want to go and pick up a copy of Finding Bagpipe Freedom, then we do have our discount discount code. Yes, Big Rab. Just type it into the search engine, uh, Finding Bagpipe Freedom, you'll find the website. And then use our promotion code, Big Rab, and save money at the checkout. It just knocks $6 off instantly just by listening to the podcast. Uh, so, yeah, shout out to the guys at Piper's Dojo, to Andrew Douglas, and we will be chatting to Camille late, actually, in a bit. Yeah, the topic of the week. But that's not all we want to talk about Piper's Dojo. They have quite an exciting lecture that's going to be coming up uh, this upcoming weekend on Sunday, in fact. So shout out to Dan Nevins, who's going to be giving a little bit of a talk and everything all about Peabrick. Of course, following the release of his latest book this past year, Peabrick is for Everyone, Dan Nevins will be doing a bit of a class and a talk and discussion all on Peabrick on the Piper's Dojo. For more information, of course, you can go and have a look at Peabrick is for Everyone on social media and just, yeah, you can message Dan Nevins and find out more information. Or, of course, just go and check out the Piper's Dojo. That's going to be all sorts of exciting because for anyone who's actually read Peabrick is for Everyone, you're going to know what you're in for. That's going to be absolutely brilliant. So really looking forward to that. So shout out to Dan Nevins and his upcoming class this weekend. Peabrick is for everyone. That's going to be all sorts of exciting. Fantastic. And also, I just wanted to give you a brief reminder that it's about one week to go for you to pre-order your book, Chris Gray's Contemporary Tunes of Scotland, or from Scotland, sorry. And that's available on chrisgraymusic.com forward slash shop. And we had Chris on a previous show telling us all about the album and, you know, his music and his book and everything now. So, yeah, this upcoming book is still available for pre-order and you have one week to go before it's officially released. So go Go to the, the website, now go to the shop and pre-order it. You will not regret it. Now, I have to give a mention to a lot of different companies out there. We do know what's ahead of us, of course. It's Black Fridays around the corner and uh, a lot of different ones out there. Pipe and suppliers, I'm not going to name them all. Uh, but a lot do have ongoing promotions at the moment, especially in the lead up to Black Friday and, of course, on the day itself. So, um yeah, if you do want to do your shopping, of course, for a lot of pipe and products, then... Yeah, you know when to do it. Black Friday. Go and check them all out. I have to give a a very specific mention to the guys at the Gordon Duncan Memorial Trust. They actually have a bit of a special offer on at the moment where you can get one of those really cool Gordon Duncan hoodies with 10 quid off. Yeah, so go and check that out. Uh, But there's all sorts of different bargains all over the place. That's just one I'm going to single out. But um, yeah, go and check it out. Black Friday is ahead of us and we're going to get loads of great bargains. I am sure of it. And yeah, if you are going to pick up a copy of Finding Bagpipe Freedom, then consider using our promo code, BigRab, and you'll get even more money off. There you are. Alrighty, now, before we get into this week's topic of the week... I just want to remind people again of our Patreon. Now, for good reason. I know, I know, I've already given it a plug. But yeah, the Big Rap Show over there on Patreon is really where our quite dedicated community over there. We call them the Patreon faithful for good reason because they really do help support the show and help us keep that wheel turning. But in return, you get you guys get a lot of exclusive stuff and interviews and videos and things. That, and even behind the scenes looks and everything. So, um, yeah, 
The reason I'm mentioning that is because this week's interview with Camille Late, of course, author of Finding Bagpipe Freedom, along with Andrew Douglas, uh, we've this interview has been available to our Patreon people now for a few weeks. So if you have been over there on Patreon, I'm sure you guys have already seen the video and the interview and everything that we're about to do now with Camille. So if you do want to get exclusive early access to interviews and things like that, then do consider going over there to Patreon and clicking on support. Honestly, every click does mean the world to us. And uh, yeah, we really appreciate your patronage indeed. Now, one last thing before we do get into topic of the week. I have to mention this upcoming weekend's AGM, Annual General Meeting from the RSPBA Northern Ireland Branch. Very important meeting, and I can't stress enough that this is insanely important because of a lot of different reasons that I'm about to get into. If you're a member of a band here in Northern Ireland, then, yeah, please ensure that your band secretary or your band rep, whoever they are, that they make plans to attend this weekend's meeting. It's going to be on Saturday the 27th of November at 10.45 for an 11am start via Zoom. Now, yeah, voting is by any band. One band has one vote. There you are. So you are told right now that that's one band and one vote. And so you need to go and have your voice heard. Now, the order paper for this meeting has been released to all bands across Northern Ireland and has quite a number of very interesting points. Now, rather than me go through it point by point by point, and you guys will be dead bored of hearing me read out all sorts of really dull and boring stuff, there's been a couple of things in here that's really drawn my attention. Uh, one such thing is that there was a motion carried at a previous AGM uh, that all draws for competitions will now be broadcast live on the RSPBA Northern Ireland Facebook page. Now, this is an incredible idea. And if anything, we do hope that it opens the door to future live streams coming from RSPBA Northern Ireland themselves. It's so good to see that this impetus is there from our own branch to use technology in such a way. It was suggested by bands in Northern Ireland to live stream the draws to kind of remove all doubt. It makes it open and fair and everyone in attendance at the last meeting apparently agreed and it was voted through. So yeah, we are now going to see that future draws are now live streamed online. So, hey, we're going to see that in the future. That's going to be all sorts of interesting. So, also, you can go and check out the full order paper yourself. I'm not going to sit here and read it verbatim because that will just, it will, it will bore everyone to tears. But I have to say that there's some really interesting points in here that I do think you should check out and give it some real sincere thought. Our own RSPBA Northern Ireland branch are looking at the possibility of getting a new chairman. Yes, the the position of chairman is now vacant and there's been two people nominated for the role. Well, we have a nomination in for George Usher. Now, you guys know who George Usher is, of course, quite a famous name in the piping scene and has been there in the higher echelons now for years. And uh, yeah, he's been nominated in there for possible chair. That's not, what's, that's not really what's interesting here, but also what is interesting is that Aaron McElwain... Part of the Big Rab Show team, but also a member of Klaus Kelt Pipe Band. He's been nominated for the chairman position of RSPBA Northern Ireland Branch. Now, this is incredible. <laughs> Can I just say, what an incredible opportunity, I suppose. And this is how I'm looking at this. 
We all know George Usher, of course. I am not belittling him at all. We do know that George can fill the boots of a very high-ranking position within the organisation and can do it well. However, this is the first time we have seen someone from outside of the usual bank of names within our own branch that we're used to seeing. Aaron McElwain, I don't think, has held any position on the, the association at all uh, up until now. And they've now been nominated in the position for chairman. Now, this is a genuine opportunity for new blood. And I, I am abs- absolutely behind this. And I know that I don't very rarely give my own opinions on the show. Uh, but for those of you living, or listening here in Northern Ireland right now, and you're part of the RSPBA NI, then I would urge you to possibly go to your meeting this upcoming weekend and, I don't know, I'm going to ask you to possibly vote for change. A vote for Aaron McElwain in at chairman would obviously bring a lot of future-looking changes and hopefully a new, fresh approach by our own association. If we do have George Usher voted into that spot, however, I am certainly not belittling him at all. Like I did say, I know that he will be more than capable of filling that role and doing it well. He has vast experience in the piping scene and has done the senior roles throughout the RSPBA and headquarters as well as here at a branch level and has been there for a long time. But like I said, with Aaron McElwain being nominated in there, this is a genuine opportunity for change. Someone new in a position with hopefully a new, fresh approach and, yeah, giving a voice to the bands. Listening to every band's concerns and letting them raise it through the proper channels and everything. Yeah, the opportunity of having a new chairman in that position is one that I don't think we should squander. And, yes, I know... I am firmly putting myself behind someone from the Big Rab Show team. Our voice of the weekly drone, Aaron McElwain, does have the possibility of being chairman of RSPBA Northern Ireland Executive Committee. And I am all for it. So, yeah, if you are a band here in Northern Ireland and you're part of the RSPBA NI branch, then please do attend this weekend and do consider your vote for the chairman position. Like I said, the two nominations are George Usher and Aaron McElwain. So, yeah, that's going to be very interesting to see how that all shakes down this upcoming weekend. Quite an important meeting, I feel. Not just for, you know, all of that, the voting in of the new chairman and stuff, but also for, yeah, as we're building towards a new season. In 2022, we're hoping to open the gates and everything in some domestic uh, season here in Northern Ireland. And there's a lot to consider here. So with that in mind, yeah, please do attend. This weekend's uh, branch AGM is vitally important and will shape things uh, for yeah for, for years to come, I'm sure, for RSPBA Northern Ireland folks. So yeah, there you are. For those listening internationally, I'm sure none of that you know makes any sense and none of it is interesting at all but it's interesting to folks here i suppose so sorry for being so selfish but there you go i do want to put the word out this upcoming weekend on saturday is the rspba northern ireland agm and please do attend and cast your vote accordingly on all of the suggested rule changes and new positions to be awarded Indeed. Now, of course, yeah, we will report back ourselves on the Big Rab Show if we do have any news from the AGM this past weekend and if Aaron McElwain has been successful or not in his bid to be chairman. Uh, we do wish him well, for sure. Good luck, Aaron. We wish you the best of luck, mate. All right. You guys have waited long enough, I suppose, at this point. 
you guessed it. It's time for me to go and get myself a big cup of tea. It's time for the topic of the week. Having launched the Regimental series in March 2019 and the Axial series in August of the same year, the British Drum Company were firing on all cylinders. That was until the world was hit by a global pandemic and they were forced by the government to stop production, close the doors and lock up the factory. In May this year, they reopened their doors and the production lines started to flow again. The company is as busy as ever and are happily back making shells, filing snare beds by hand and polishing drums prior to dispatch. If your corps is looking for a new set of drums, then don't hesitate to get in touch with their marching department for more information. Don't forget, tours are available for all leading drummers and their corps. The British Drum Company. Look amazing, sound amazing, feel amazing. McClellan Bagpipes by North Carolina artisan bagpipe maker Roddy McClelland from Euston, Scotland. They don't strive to be the biggest, fastest or the cheapest. They do, however, meticulously craft a small number of warm and stable sounding instruments of heirloom quality. Roddy has followed this philosophy for over 30 years and continues to evolve with innovations like the Elevation Chanter. Designed with North American bands in mind, providing a lower pitch, rich harmonics and strong, clear projection, Elevation Chanters provide a stable platform for a thick band sound. Check out BespokeBagpipes.com for more information. McLaren Bagpipes, born in Scotland, made in the USA. Wallace Bagpipes, quality, pride and passion, made in Scotland. Proud bagpipe supplier to the Red Hot Chili Pipers. Visit wallacebagpipes.com for more information or contact your nearest dealer. Hi, this is Ross Ainsley and you're listening to The Big Rab Show. Ah, yes. Topic of the week time and you guessed it. By the title of this week's episode, we have quite an awesome interview with the author, no less, of one of the best piping books that I think has been released this last while. I'm certainly addicted to it and I've been using it like a reference book rather than a story book, if that makes any sense. You know, I've been constantly leafing through this thing and looking for advice. So, yes, finding bagpipe freedom, of course, is what I'm talking about. And, uh, yeah, this week we have an interview with Camille Late. So, welcome to the podcast, Camille Late. Camille, how are you? Good everyone, I'm all thanks. How are you? Oh, the very best. So, yes, we're connecting to you all the way there in sunny Australia at the minute. Where about yeah, you? Not, not, so, not so sunny at the moment. It's just gone dusk. Um, oh. I'm in Brisbane, <laughs> so I'm in uh, Queensland in the northeast. So, yeah, see, northeast coast. Sense. Yes, because uh, yeah. you're a member of a little known band as the City of Brisbane Pipe Band. Is that right? That's it, Brisbane Pipe Band, yep. So we're, um, yeah, we've been around for about 70 years, not myself, obviously, but <laughs> I remember for about the last five, but <laughs> um, yeah, we celebrated our 70th anniversary a couple of years ago, so wow. yeah. That's a long time for a band to be on the road then. Yeah, so there must be yeah, quite a good piping is. scene there in Brisbane, is there? Yeah, it's not too bad, um, you know, quite, um, you know, the same sort of bands that show up, the same, same as every region, I suppose, but yeah, we've got about... Um, 
say between 12 and 20 sort of competing bands in a full season. We usually have about six or seven events, which is nowhere near oh, what you guys nice. have over there, I know. But yeah, between cool. sort of February, just the middle of our summer. Mm. So scorching hot Aussie summer in the deep north, um, all the way through to about May. So yeah, first half of the year for us. And then a lot of our better players go over to Scotland to compete in sort of August. So yeah. I see. Yeah. So you do have the, the kind of guys that fly out then and compete elsewhere. Yeah. Yeah, anyway. I believe so. Yeah. Yeah. So can I ask then, uh, with being a piper in Australia, what are the biggest challenges with the conditions? I've heard so many stories about piping down under and that it's next to impossible sometimes. <laughs> uh, it's funny you say that because I think you only know what you know. So I didn't kind of know how difficult it was until I went to other places um, <laughs> to, to pipe. So I've been to, um, yeah, I've been to the UK, I've been to Europe um, and I've been to North America now. Um, and in all of those places, they had their own challenges, and I sort of compare them to to Australia as kind of being the normal for me. So um, I think where I am, I'm actually in a pretty lucky position because I, what do they say? There's a thing I heard once that said that around about you know 37 degrees Celsius and you know pretty humid, it's sort of the best yeah. temperature to be piping because you don't get as much condensation in the bag, and that's roughly the temperature when we start our competition season. So nice. theoretically, it's excellent conditions for piping, but not so much for the pipers, I think. So. No. Um, <laughs> a little bit yeah. warm, but, um, but yeah, no, so, so we've got really high humidity where I am. So that doesn't sort of take too much of an effect on the pipes. I know that in parts of Australia, it's obviously very dry, but something a lot of people don't realize is that Australia is enormous <laughs> and has a lot of different, um, mm-hmm. a lot of different climates and things like that. So we're actually about the same size as North America, uh, sorry, as the USA. So, um, go. Australia as a country. Yeah. So, um, while our desert's bigger, we, um, yeah, like I live in the subtropics, so we're probably the equivalent of uh, Florida or somewhere in Spain, probably in Europe wow. in terms of our climate. So, yeah. See, and, and as we're recording this, it's absolutely lashing it down with rain outside. I don't know if you can even hear it. It's bouncing off the window. It's crazy. So, yeah, no, North, not too bad. Northern Ireland is a tiny wee country. It can take you about an hour and a half, two hours to drive to, you know, coast to coast, that kind of thing. So, yeah, yeah, that's one of the things I've kind of taken from piping uh, internationally is the sheer logistics of it all. Moving your band yeah, from place absolutely. to place is a massive deal. I'm, I'm sure you guys totally have is, to yeah. tackle that as one of your biggest problems. Yeah, definitely. I mean, most of our competitions are obviously quite local to where we are, but if we ever want to travel internationally, I've done it a fair bit as a soloist, but yeah. um, I've traveled uh, once internationally with a band um, and it was an enormous, and that was for a festival, not even for a competition where you kind of, trying to raise sort of 80 to a hundred thousand dollars to get you know 30 odd oh. people and their partners and everyone over and having all of the all of the fights that wow. happen over funding and you know who gets what subsidies and all that sort of thing and then by the time you get there for a competition there's a chance you might be cut at the line right so oh, you've gone through all that effort that. to prepare and pay all that money and then yeah so it's um we're, we're definitely very isolated from other parts of the piping world for sure yeah. but um locally it's actually not too bad i think the furthest the furthest we really have to travel for a competition is about three hours and for a festival, it's about six, um, unless unless you're travelling for sort of a one-off event. So, yeah. That's nuts. That's about to end. There you go. I'm, yeah, I'm completely throwing myself That doesn't seem that far to us, I suppose. No. See, that's, I know us on the Rab Show team, we would complain if we have like a two-hour drive to get somewhere. Like, oh, man, spent forever in the car. Couldn't wait to get out. But you guys are well used to that kind of distances. Yeah. Go. Well, I suppose some people, in, some people in the greater sort of Queensland area travel that far just for practice, I suppose. So, yeah. Oh, there you go. That's <laughs> dedication for you, Camille. That's dedication. Yeah. So let's have a look at the band website. There it is. There you are. Oh, look at you all. There you go. 
Now, so this is the band's website. So it's brisbanepipeband.com. And I've been looking at this. And honestly, he seemed really dedicated into actually teaching new people, if you know what I mean. There's a whole ethos about joining the band yes. and teaching new beginners. Is that something that you're involved in as well? Kind of teaching new folks? Yeah, it's, uh, I am. Yeah, definitely. So um, um, Pipe Major Owen um, leads the tutor program, but I'm one of the head tutors as well. So, mm. um, and it's something that we are quite passionate about. So in my area, most of the new pipers that we get in are either um, kids that come through schools. So there's a really great um, couple of local school programs through um, Brisbane Boys College and uh, Scott's PGC in Warwick. Mm. Um, but if, aside from them, it's kind of, you know, we get a lot of inquiries from people who are sort of saying, you know, piping's my heritage or, you know, I'm really interested in the sound or, you know, it just seems like a fun, quirky instrument to learn, which is how I kind of got into it as an adult. But there's not really many avenues to sort of do that unless, you know, I'm sure we're going to talk about it later, but there's a few online options, obviously, for, for doing that now. But a few, I, yeah. I know certainly, yeah. <laughs> but I know certainly when I got started, it was, um, it was very difficult to sort of, you know, find, find bands that could teach because obviously a lot of bands, you know, struggle to get members who can, you know, learn, learn their own sets, let alone play. And then to, to train a tutor is, a, is another step entirely. So, yeah. um, yeah, so no, we definitely um, cheated. So COVID was a great, um, <laughs> sounds like, you know, a bit um, not kosher to sort of talk about COVID as being a positive, but um, yeah, out of but... the lockdowns and everything last year, we actually had learner program thrived. I think a lot of people when they were stuck in lockdown kind of for the first oh, time really? sort of realized, oh my God, I need a hobby. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, so we actually, we went from having about two or three learners in the program to about 10 within sort of three months, which is a huge wow. um, uplift for us and has, has led to sort of a swell in our band ranks over the last couple of years, which has been fantastic. That's so. fantastic. Well, if anything, that kind of preempts my next question. I was going to ask how the pandemic had affected you guys, but clearly it's had a, a bit of a bonus then for you, honestly. Yeah. Yeah, I think it was it was a bit of an odd um, shift for us because prior to the pandemic, we'd sort of, you know, been going through the usual motions a lot of us. So we're a grade four band um, and a lot of, you know, grade four bands, obviously, you do this sort of competition and gig cycle and try to bring in money while you're also trying to learn new comp sets and that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but obviously, COVID kind of shut all of that down. We switched to Zoom practices like most people did and just trying to keep everyone motivated was pretty tricky. So that was a hard couple of months. Not We didn't cop it anywhere near as badly as the rest of the world, I think, but... We were only locked down for about four months initially, I think. And then, but obviously then there was the seesaw of kind of, you know, can we play? No, wait, we're locked down again. No, wait, there's yeah. restrictions. So mm-hmm. a lot of cancelled events. I think that's been a universal experience worldwide, unfortunately. But um, yeah, it was a, it was an unexpected bonus that we had a, a great chance sort of in switching off all of the competitions and, and um, performances to really focus on teaching. So um, yeah, it was a great, great um yeah, great bonus for our learners, I suppose, that they got to have so much dedicated attention for that time. And it's led to, yeah, we've got about uh, six learners that have started in the band in the last six months, I think, even so, which has been wow. fantastic. Yeah, That's brilliant. Yeah. So hi, it's <laughs> yeah. good to know that something positive came from all of that nonsense. There you go. Absolutely. Yeah. So yeah. can I ask about yourself personally, then? There could be people listening to the show right now who are not aware of who you are, um, but you're an author of a publication that is a big Rab Show Award winner. Yeah. Find them back am, by yes. freedom. Yeah. So can, yeah, I that's ask, right. can I ask about your own background in piping? You said about how you picked up the instrument to begin with. Was it just because it sounded strange and you wanted to give it a go? Uh, absolutely. Well, actually, <laughs> there was another draw card, which was that there was um, free beer involved. So oh, <laughs> that was another go. reason that yeah. I <laughs> got pulled in. Um, no, I was actually in a pub um, in the city, in Brisbane City, with a couple of mates um, and a pipe man walked in. And I actually wanted to learn in high school. Um, we had a right. teacher who was a piper who always threatened he was going to teach us how to learn and never did. 
Um, but then, um, yeah, we were at a pub one night and uh, Queensland Irish pipe band walked in. Uh, I sort of had a, had a bit of Dutch courage, wandered up to someone and said, you know, do you guys teach? And they said, yeah, and we give free beer if you show up every week. I was like, sorted. There you go. <laughs> I'll be there. So, yeah, so um, that's how I got into piping. I have no Scottish heritage at all. I've got sort of Irish-English background, but many generations ago. So, um, yeah, no, so Aussie through and through, but just love the there sound and love the music. So, yeah. And then the rest is history. Joined Brisbane Band and then just been piping ever since. But then can you tell us then how did the partnership between yourself and Andrew Douglas come about and the production of this book? Yeah, it was um, a very, it's one of those weird things where looking back, you can kind of see how all the dots connected, but it seemed very sort of like I was in a pinball machine at the time. But um, it's only a few years ago, actually, <laughs> the way it actually first started was I started, um, I became quite good mates with Josh and Andy from the Tantaramp podcast. Shout out to them. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, love those boys. And um, yeah, so um, through getting to know Andy, Andy actually became my solos tutor, so over Skype. Um, and then through, he kind of encouraged me to get stuck into the dojo because it was going to save him a lot of time in terms of tutoring me that I'd, you know, pick up a lot of the fundamentals that I could just study by myself and he could actually work on some stuff that was well, well worth his time. So yeah, so I got stuck into the dojo and through that sort of met Andrew and he realized that I had this whole other skill set that, um, you know, we could probably leverage together and it hit great timing with the pandemic again, where kind of just getting stuck inside it actually myself personally kind of having all that free time I kind of used it to basically work my my way through the entire Piper's Dojo back catalog so, See, so I was yeah. kind of very very familiar with all of his material and so he he struck up the conversation about hey did, is this something maybe you'd want to work on me with so yeah wow. and so yeah it led to led to the publication of um yeah the book which was fantastic so of course and well your outside skills that you talk about you actually work for the University of Queensland is that right yeah that's right yeah. some publications manager there I've got a background in uh writing and editing so yeah I'm an editor uh, by trade so see so yeah. it was a match made in heaven then really <laughs> that's <Yeah>. it <laughs> so for folks out there who haven't got a copy of this book yet and I don't know really who hasn't got a copy of it yet can you give us a little bit of a brief overview of what people can expect between the covers? Absolutely, yeah. So, so the book itself, we we wanted it very much to be um, something that you'd want to sit down and read at the end of the day. One of um, one of the writers that I really like to read is Bill Bryson, um, and I wanted to try and emulate his style a bit in terms of you know tell, storytelling to get a message across and to try and you know educate through telling stories, which of course is the most engaging way that you can possibly teach. So, um, and Andrew has this amazing um, curriculum that works. I know it works personally because I've been through it myself, but um, we thought that this might be a great way to reach a new audience. So obviously his school is completely online. There's a lot of people who prefer to, you know, read content in print. Mm -hmm. Um, And so this was a great way to kind of do a a bit of a summary of his whole approach to teaching, I suppose, and then looking at the best approach to mindset when it comes to being a musician, but also how you can, <laughs> I'm not sure how impol- uh, impolite I can be <laughs> on your <laughs> podcast, Rabbit. We had, a, we had a working title as we were working through that was basically to, you know, un- expletive removed yourself. Oh, um, yes, if okay. you, yeah. um, <laughs> if you If you've been a, a piper, which is exactly the situation I was in, if you've, if you've been sort of rushing through and, and taking shortcuts and ingraining bad habits, this is a way that you can sort of reset, right. I suppose, your mindset, your approach to musicianship and, and how you become a better bagpiper, basically. So it's sort of how to reroute yourself onto the right path to, to really improving and, and not getting frustrated and stuck in a rut. So Indeed. the whole idea of finding bagpipe freedom was sort of freeing yourself from the, the cage of all of these bad habits and figuring out the right way forward. So 
but told through some, you know, fun anecdotes and yeah, interesting stories and things like that. So, do you know, it's been a book, honestly, and I, I know this might sound like a bit of a sales pitch, but I've always kind of revisited the book as like a point of reference. It's not something that you read chapter one to the very end. This is something that I kind of dip in, right? I'm having problems with something, right? And then I find the chapter. Do you know, it's been a bit of a reference book. Yeah. Was it designed that way? Yeah, a little bit. It's um, the the middle chapters definitely. So they're sort of the the crux of the uh, meat of, I suppose, like the um, the reference materials, as you said. Mm. Um, and it's very humbling when I hear people say that they kind of refer back to it because that's you know constantly the thing yeah. you want to hear as an author is that people want to <laughs> want to go back and kind of read things that you've written. Um, and yeah, I was catching up with a girlfriend actually, a piper from my band the other night. And she put, picked up her copy and it had all, all tabs sitting through it. And I thought, oh, that's so great <laughs> that she's found it useful same. enough that yeah. she wants to <laughs> wants to go back and revisit it, which is fantastic. Um, but yeah, so it definitely was by design. We we in structuring the book, it was very intentional to try and make it a bit sort of. We wanted to introduce the reader, give them a nice flow, almost mm-hmm. sort of entice them Hansel and Gretel style into getting the hard facts of what they'd need to do to sort of get on the right path. And then the last chapters are sort of a bit of a, oh, what would you say, like a philosophical um, approach, I suppose, to sort of some bigger issues in the piping world. But, um, it yeah, it's definitely designed yeah. to be something people could refer back to, yeah. It's thought-provoking. That's what I was going to say. At the end of it, you kind of get, hmm, I've got some topics of the week there <laughs> I could delve into. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, but honestly, the, the way the book starts out, you, you find out a lot about Andrew and you find out a lot about the guy himself behind absolutely know, we all find yeah. out who andrew is you know in his process but then he tells you how you can also use the same process and it's absolutely fascinating so but the whole point and the partnership between yourself and andrew was that you were to kind of keep andrew on the rails because i mean this in the best <laughs> way if, if andrew's listening to this right now he's gonna hate me but sometimes andrew can, <laughs> he can go down a road he can go oh what's that and he- he can skew off you know did you find you had yeah to do definitely that? <laughs> he can be very impulsive which is excellent it's, it, uh, it was actually a really good partnership with us because I think I'm the exact opposite I get way too fixed on a route and wanting things to be perfect and his his mantra is done is better than perfect and mine is very much sort of I want things to be perfect if they've got my name on it so <laughs> there's definitely a bit of tension but I think in the end that is what led to such a great result is that both of our approaches definitely complemented one another but it's it's actually a good point that you made where it's kind of you get to know Andrew a bit in this book because I think a lot of the time people sort of think of him as you know he's just that bloke that runs the Piper's Dojo but exactly. he's also an incredibly dedicated like decorated um yeah Piper professional level Piper and musician totally. who's released music and that sort of thing as well and I think a lot of those things you know as time goes on people sort of see what is it you're as good as your best gig uh whatever it is your last gig so yeah, um Piper's it. Dojo is what he's famous for but yeah he's obviously proven himself at the highest levels and so yeah it's good to kind of get that um that understanding of who he is so that you know the authority of the teacher that you've got speaking through the book to you so for yeah. sure and Camille if you don't mind me saying speaking about the authority people who have spoke highly of this book like we've just had a brief look at the website here for folks listening to the pod and we had comments here from Rob Matheson, Jack Taylor, Roddy McLeod, Jack Lee. Some of these guys at the top of the piping game are really singing the praises of this book. That It's bound to be flattering that. Do you know what I mean? I Yeah, I couldn't believe it. And <laughs> when, um, <laughs> when they sent back some of the comments, it was just so humbling to see, yeah, that they obviously that it resonated and uh, the the thing that I really appreciated was that when they kind of had comments about the fact that it would help people and that it was a great way to approach teaching because I think that's the biggest thing is that 
we didn't want to make it something that was just kind of like an entertaining book or, you know, a yeah. textbook that kind of gives you an outline or anything like that. It's definitely not intended to be that way. It's uh, it's meant to be something that people can enjoy reading and where it hopefully gets the message across because it's, you know, entertaining to read, but it has a great message too. So oh, for sure. So I know this sounds like a massive big sales pitch, but I really wanted to talk to you about the book. And I have to say, <laughs> this is the sales pitch. If you do have a little promo code, there's that little button there. Uh-huh, there you go. Type in Big Rab and you'll get money off. There you go. $6 off. That's the plug. There you go. All right. <laughs> so, with that affiliate aside, links. yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, you guys won the Big Rab Show awards. And honestly, there was some stiff competition in there. We had some real good music collections and stuff. Um, but I hope you don't mind me singing your praises here on the pod this week because, uh, yeah, it's deservedly so. The book is incredible. And one of which that I do I, still refer to. Yeah. Thank you, Rob. My tall poppy syndrome flares up something shocking <laughs> when <laughs> something like that happens. But um, I, yeah, it was incredibly, um, yeah, incredibly tough to have been because, as you said, there was some incredibly esteemed company mm. um, that was in that um, category. So, and all fantastic, um, yeah, fantastic musicians and fantastic books. So it's just, yeah, there you are. very, very cool to get that news. So. Indeed. So I need to ask then, what does the future hold for yourself and uh, the Brisbane Pipe Band? What, what do you guys have in store for the future? Yeah, I suppose the biggest thing for us at the moment is that we're gearing up to um to play in competition at the Australian Nationals next year. So nice. we're still um still yeah still teaching, still doing a lot of our regular stuff, getting gigs and things like that. We've got a couple of um, big events coming up next year. We're putting on a burn supper and that sort of thing. But um the the big thing for us is travelling to Sydney, which is not my favourite place in the world to go, but it's mm, definitely yeah. going to be worth it to have that many pipers and drummers all together. Um, and, and playing at the last, um, the last Australian nationals was held in Brisbane, which we were incredibly lucky to sort of be able to play On when it was doorstep. held yeah. in our city. Absolutely. <laughs> um, and I think we had in the end, it was about 1400 odd pipers and drummers who all played together. And the mass bands at the end of the day was like, oh, oh incredible. Brilliant. Just that wall of sound kind of hitting you and know, knowing that you were contributing as part of that was just an incredible experience. So, yeah. um, yeah, so no, it should be a lot of fun. Got it. Um, yeah getting everyone excited and motivated towards that as a goal, plus all of our competition season next year. So onwards and upwards. Oh, I can't wait for 2022. It's going to be so much fun. Uh, So (laughs) can I also ask then, obviously the biggest question that's been coming to us from listeners of the pod is this book was brilliant. Will there be another one? Is there any plans in the works for another? (laughs) We've definitely talked about it. Yeah. We actually, it's funny you mentioned before that Andrew can be so, um, yeah, quick to jump onto a new idea, (laughs) even mid sentence, sort of something else will hit him and he, he, um, he jumps onto something else and they're all brilliant, but, um, trying to chase them all down and figure out the best ones to, to follow is difficult, but we're in the throes of, writing some of the really heavy chapters and I was sort of in the middle of my part of it and <laughs> he got in touch with me one day and said hey what do you think about this idea for the next book and I was like the next book <laughs> can we get through this one first please <laughs> so <laughs> but it was a good idea so I don't know if we'll pursue that but um yeah we, we definitely talked about it and I hope we will at some point soon I think um finding the time is going to be interesting uh, we were in a very yeah. fortunate position both of us last year not having too much on our plates with um the pandemic so in lieu of touch wood the you know another global pandemic hitting us um yeah it might be a little bit more slow going but um yeah definitely keen to write another one and hopefully oh, produce in the next go. couple of years so we'll see fantastic <laughs> keep us posted on that we'd love to hear about that for sure now definitely. as you're aware camille <laughs> i know you listen to the pod and i uh, have to say every guest that comes on gets asked these questions no matter who they are doesn't matter <laughs> so yeah. Can I ask them, first of all, has there been any one standout moment for yourself personally in all your career on piping as your standout moment has gone, wow, 
Yeah, I mean, the Aussie Nationals that I just mentioned was pretty special. So playing with that many people at once was incredible. And actually called back to, it was about six months before I um, had that moment in the pub where I sort of ran into the pipe band. I um, actually sing. I used to sing in a um, choir. And so Mm -hmm. we played a Celtic concert where the Queensland Police Pipers were playing. We played a rendition of The Gale. And I'm not a religious person, but that was about as close as I've come to a spiritual experience. It was incredible. So singing (laughs) as part of that when the Pipers were playing was incredible. But um, no, I'd have to say some of the big overseas events I've done have been incredibly memorable. So playing Night Magic in Lorient um, was incredible. So, wow. Um, yeah, in the, in the wow. Inter-Celtic Festival. I only only got to do it for about one or two nights because I caught the worst flu I've ever had in my life on that trip. Oh, <laughs> I was knocked no. out for about eight eight days of the 10-day festival, unfortunately. <laughs> oh. um, but also playing the closing ceremonies at the Las Vegas Highland Games was incredible too. So oh, um, wow. I played as a solo piper in some of the mass fan stuff there, which is an incredible experience. So, yeah, I'll never forget that. I remember seeing the video. And honestly, even me as a drummer, I got the goosebumps, you know, think, oh, wow, that's amazing. So, yeah. So much fun. I'm going to have to get to these games sometimes over in Vegas. You know, I've been listening to the guys on the Chanteran pod talking about it all the time. It just sounds like the best crack. Was it as good as they Uh, make it out to be? Yeah. Yeah, Vegas was so much fun. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> well, the thing the thing that struck me about the Vegas games too was um, so the, the games here are quite similar, I think, to what a lot of people have said the games in the UK are like. I've actually never experienced them myself, unfortunately. Someday, hopefully. Um, but the um, the games in the in the US they just do it so well in terms of a festival. So the Vegas yes. ones are incredible, where they had um like you know vip tents with you know just bottomless drinks and um you know so much spectacle in terms of you know rock bands playing and you know people just getting so into it um different you know people dressed up in, in pirate costumes and renfair costumes and all that sort of stuff wandering around yeah, markets that puts and a bit strange so me. much mixture of different things yeah. <laughs> it was just such a spectacle like everything in yeah. vegas is i guess but yeah it was incredibly fun so yeah, well, a, a little, little bit of everything sprinkled in there, but for us, it's just a piping contest, and that's it. You know, yeah, but, same for us yeah. too. Yeah, you might have the odd food truck or whatever, but yeah, this is like that's a full it. on, yeah, mm-hmm. full that's on it. thing. If it's, it's not piping fun. or a burger and a chip, that's it. That there's nothing else. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. Yeah, indeed. But now, hey, there you go. I might have to jump in the plane someday and get over there. There you go. So, Absolutely. with that in mind, <laughs> I have to. We're talking about food there and food trucks. Of course, brings me on to the core question of every podcast, Camille. <laughs> What is your favorite song coming? Yeah, <laughs> I'd had to prep myself for this one today. <laughs> um, I'd have to say, well, my go-to always on an antipasto platter is um, what do they call it? like the aged blue, blue, um, aged blue cheese, creamy blue. Yeah, that's that not the yeah. really smelly, stinky one. That blue cheese stuff certainly is. Oh. Yeah, <laughs> sometimes I can take sucker, it sucker, you know. Sucker for a mature cheese. What can I say? There you go. <laughs> Not bad at all. Well, Camille, honestly, thank you for joining us on this week's podcast. And uh, we've been kind of following developments down under in Australia, but the new president and everything, Ainsley. Yeah. Um, just before we let you go, I just wanted to let you be controversial, I suppose. A parting shot, <laughs> if you will. But how have things been going since the installation of the new president? Um, I have to say, so I don't have too much to do with the National Association. I um, sort of help out with comms and website stuff with the um, Queensland Association, which is a branch oh, right. of the Nationals. Um, I have to say from my perspective, so as, the pres- as president of Pipe Sergeant of a band in Queensland and sort of working with the Queensland Association, it's been fantastic. Um, cool. So we've had much better communication. The website's all been redeveloped. We're hearing a lot more about different developments and things like that as a player sort of an, and as someone who's not you know, a secretary receiving emails. Um, the communication's been, yeah, tenfold better. And, um, yeah, it seems like there's lots to look forward to. There was the announcement that you mentioned on the show last week, but about um, the Australian-New Zealand sort of joint nationals every three years and things like that, which would be incredible. So, 
Yeah, a couple of really South good initiatives Pacific, coming out of National. That whole South Pacific yeah. Championship, man, it just sounds so exciting. But, you know, bringing in yeah. from all around that area, that's bound to be something really to look forward to, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So, no, it seems to have been lots of positives so far, which has been fantastic. There you are. So I wanted you to be controversial, but, hey, there we go. All, I know, sorry. <laughs> I'll, I'll launch a I'll launch a nuke next time. <laughs> I'll hold you to that. Brilliant, <laughs> great stuff. Well, I know this all sounds like a massive shameless plug and everything, but it's a great opportunity to chat that uh, with yourself, Camille. And but yes, if you haven't checked out Find on Bagpipe Freedom, go grab yourself a copy. And even by listening to the show, you get to save money by using our promo code. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> so, Camille, thank you so much for joining us on the pod. Please give my best to everyone in the band, and uh, I wish you the yeah, best we'll for do. next season. Yeah. Thank you so much, Rev. Thanks for having me on. Thanks. Lovely to chat. Ah, fantastic stuff. Shout out to Camille and thank you so much for taking time to chat to us here in the Big Rab Show. Uh, with the time difference and everything between uh, Northern Ireland and Australia, uh, yeah, <laughs> it was recorded early in the morning, let's say that. But there you go. Shout out to Camille. <laughs> oh, absolutely brilliant and yeah as soon as we hear of any more new books or anything like that from the pen of camille that we will definitely let you guys know for sure there you are Alrighty. so by way of a shameless plug please do consider using our promo code you do get money off the checkout definitely worth picking up a copy if you haven't already i do know a good lot of you have already uh but if you haven't then please do consider it because uh yeah it's quite a good stocking stuffer i suppose but the holidays around the corner Now, I think, well, I don't know, I could be completely wrong, but I think this weekend is Thanksgiving weekend. So for everyone there in the United States tuning in right now, uh, a very happy Thanksgiving. I hope you all have the best possible time. Eat loads and loads and loads until you can't move anymore and then crash on the city and uh, or sofa or couch or whatever you call it in front of the telly and, uh, well, if anything, why not put on some videos and some piping and just enjoy yourselves, you know? And it's not a party until the pipes come out. So, uh, yeah, do consider getting your instrument out and having a good old tune. Or if you get the sticks out and stuff and have a good rattle as well. And have the best possible Thanksgiving weekend possible. Indeed. But for those of us here in Northern Ireland and the UK, well, yes, happy Saturday, I suppose. And, yeah, don't forget this upcoming weekend is the RSPBA Northern Ireland AGM. A vitally important meeting that all bands should attend and cast your votes accordingly. There's some big decisions to make, folks. And, uh, yeah, we will be reporting back on it uh, next week on the podcast, I am sure. So, um, yeah, it's going to be quite a huge meeting and a lot to consider. Anyway. I will let you go. Thank you all for downloading this week and each and every week. And don't forget, like I've said with every show, please do tell your friends about our wee show, what we do over here, and uh, in the hope that we can introduce more people to what we do and the love of the music. That's exactly what it's all about. So, folks, until next week, we will see you all here again on another Big Rab Show podcast where, again, we'll have another huge topic of the week to bring you. Uh, I don't know. We're heading into the, the mouth of Christmas, I suppose. Will we start getting the jingly bells out and all that nonsense? Uh, we'll have to wait next week to find out, I suppose. Well, until then, happy Thanksgiving weekend, everyone, and we will see you all next week on the Big Rab Show podcast. Till then, all the best. Well, that's it for another Big Rab Show podcast. Thanks so much for downloading this week. And a special thank you to our sponsor, G1 Reads. Played by bands around the world, they are the champion's choice. 
played by two-time world champions in Vararian District. Don't forget to check out TheBigRabShow.com to be kept up to date with all the latest news and views from the piping world, and also check us out on Patreon. For five bucks a month, you can get your hands on tons of extra piping goodness and be part of the Patreon faithful. So until next week, guys, we'll see you right here on The Big Rab Show Podcast. All the best. Thank you.